Hi everyone, this is the Chakra Doctor and I wanted to give you all a big thank you for making Miracle Food the number one detox program on the market. I also would like to give a warm welcome to all of my newcomers and first time triers of Miracle Food. Miracle Food is the Bruce Lee Jeet Kune Do of the holistic world. Now I'm not saying that there aren't other healers out there with products and services. I'm just clarifying that Miracle Food is the best. Come see what the hype is about at ChakraDoctor.org or call me at 818 818- Four two nine one six seven five. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance invites event planners, athletes, and fans to jump back into all the sports opportunities that Greater Raleigh, North Carolina has to offer, from BMX racing to baseball, soccer to swimming, world-class venues for championship play at every level are right here, along with first-rate hotels and exciting off-field attractions and experiences. Learn more and plan your next play at RaleighSports.org. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale, and a Harlem Renaissance with the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina, found at Total Wine locations at Burkdale, Ballantyne, Woodlawn, Concord, and Total Wine and more, Parktown Village. For more information, log on to their website at harlembeernc.com. Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timberlake Roll, founder of Marjorie Speed Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving two million dollars away to the bottom of 400 of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll. So come place an order at www. Marjorie's Beef Jerky.com. That's www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. Marjorie's Beef Jerky is the best tasting beef jerky on this planet. Marjorie's Beef Jerky.com. Yeah, that's right, because that's the way we roll. You've got the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Thursday, October 14th. I'm Donald Ware. As I told you on yesterday, we were going to talk. I was going to give you my good, my bad, and my ugly midway through the HBCU football season as we're upon week seven of the HBCU football season, which begins on Thursday. So my good so far, uh, and I got I have a couple as a matter of fact. Jackson State right now is my good. I mean, you look at what Jackson State's been able to do, eked out, I mean they've done it in all kinds of ways. Eked out a 7-6 victory over a very good Florida A&M team who has a very very good defense to open the season SWAC Eastern Division matchup to take the lead ultimately at that point uh, in the Eastern Division, okay? They got a – they. we said, oh, they're not scoring enough points. I said that. Not not. Yeah, they're good. 
But, you know, and the defense is good. Now, the Jackson State defense is good. Not scoring a lot of points. Oh, okay. Well, let us give you 61 against Alabama A&M. Now, granted, Alabama A&M isn't the greatest defense. 61 points is 61 points. And by the way, Jackson State got it done in other ways, not just offensively scoring, but defensively as well. James Houston, who is the boxer, the reigning Boxer Row National Player of the Week, actually got the scoring started with a 67-yard scoop and score. Okay. Uh, you look at, okay, let's play up. Okay. That's where the... The offense couldn't get enough going, but the defense showed up. I mean, you look at playing up against Louisiana Monroe, holding Louisiana Monroe to four field goals in the game. Unfortunately for the Tigers, the four field goals beat them because they only scored seven points. Um, So, look, Jackson State has definitely been one of the good uh, things so far and maybe the best thing so far with respect to to the HBCU football season. Uh, you look at some of some teams that are playing well. I mean, Bowie State. Oh, right, well, let's stay in the swag. Prairie View A&M is playing unbelievably, right? I mean, 4-1 and one on the season. Uh, the Panthers having a good season so far. I mean, I would say, and if I would to, to take some more good more recently, I would say Mississippi Valley State and Texas Southern when you're talking about teams. But that's in the last couple of weeks, if I were to say overall, maybe not so much. But certainly Jackson State, uh, certainly Prairie View A&M. Um, I look at, uh, I look at uh, uh, obviously, Bowie State, number six in the HBCU media poll right now. I mean, only loss on this, if I haven't won, only loss was to Delaware State playing up. And when Bowie State had a true test, it defeated Shawan in bad weather on the road, right? So you got to give it to Bowie State. Um, I look at Norfolk State. Like, Norfolk State's hot right now. Like, I like the way Norfolk State is playing right now. And, I mean, it, it's, 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 it gets – you get more – I think you should be able to gain more confidence and show some things you can do with a, uh, a matchup against Virginia University of Lynchburg this weekend before you really begin – Miak play. So I like the way that the Spartans are playing right now. Um, uh, I look at uh, the SIC in Albany State. Albany State's playing some really good football. Only loss uh, to Valdosta State, but has beaten everyone else in front of including Miles, and beat Miles pretty good. So, you know, that's some of the good. When I look at some of the good players, I mean, if I had to give an MVP, if I had to give an MVP right now, I'd have to go with Shador Sanders, uh, the freshman quarterback for Jackson State and the son of head coach Deion Sanders. I mean, now, we're talking about a true freshman, right? True freshman. True freshman completing 72% of his passes. 72% of his passes. And, And I'm not talking about, okay, you threw... You know, you've only thrown 50 passes on the season, right? He's thrown 165 passes, which is the second most in the MEAC, only to Aquil Glass, right? 11 touchdowns to one interception. He's playing absolutely outstanding football. If I had to give an MVP right now, he would be my MVP in HBCU football as a true freshman, okay? Uh, other, Other goods, I look at... 
land, Isaiah Land from Florida AM. He's got 10 sacks on this. He's got five sacks in the last ball game, right? Like he's playing unbelievable against against South Carolina State, I may add, right? He's playing unbelievably. Okay. Was the box to row national player of the week going back a couple of weeks ago when he had three and a half sacks, you know, or three sacks, something like that in the ball game. So he's playing unbelievably right now. That's the good. Bryce Witt is playing very well for Shawan. Yeah, didn't have the greatest game against Bowie State, and you could argue, okay, that was a big game. He didn't play great, but it was bad weather, right? Bowie State's got a good defense. He didn't throw an interception. He didn't throw a touchdown. He didn't throw an interception either. He's got 20 touchdowns on the season. 20 touchdowns, like three interceptions on the season. He is playing unbelievably right now. So, you know, he's part, definitely part of my good and I'm going to tell you someone another kid that I, that that's playing well right that we don't talk a whole lot about because the team isn't very good oh, by the way excuse me Bluefield State another part of my good <laughs> winning record first year football right I think what, what Bluefield State's only got one a three and one something like three and one or four and one whatever it is only one loss on the season Bluefield State is playing well. Also, I got to give a shout-out to Allen. Allen's playing well, too, provisional member, in essence, of the SIAC. So, excuse me, let me go back to my teams. But a kid that is playing extremely well right now, the quarterback for Lincoln of Missouri, Zamar Brake. All right? One interception on the season, 11 touchdowns, is averaging 246 yards passing per game. I, I talked about him a couple of weeks ago. When he had an absolutely, un, I forget the, who he played against, the game they lost uh, in overtime. And, you know, Lincoln of Missouri has really struggled. But that kid, Brake, is, is, is something. He can play. Be on the lookout for him, not only throughout the course of the season, but also uh, in the future. Okay, so my bad, right? My bad, Bethune-Cookman. So Bethune-Cookman... You know, coming into the season, all right, you're coming out of the MEAC first year in the SIAC. You want to make a great impression. I think Florida A&M has done that. I, I'm, not, and I'm not trying to compare Florida A&M and Bethune. I'm just saying those are the, the two teams that came out of the MEAC into the SWAC. FAMU has played well. Bethune-Cookman, not so much. 4 okay, Bethune-Cookman. Is 0-4 on the season, which is very much a surprise, especially with the way that Bethune-Cookman played early. I mean, you you know, you're talking about a team that's 0-6, had a couple of FBS opponents, played reasonably well, like against UTEP, losing 38-28. to I mean, against UCF now, you know, it was 63-14, but like at some point, the the depth is going to catch up with you, especially with a team. It's not, you know, it's not a lower tier FBS team. It's a, you know, it's sort of towards the upper tier of FBS programs and can beat a lot of power five schools. As a matter of fact, they got a good program. Uh, you know, you look at the score against Alabama A and M thirty to twenty seven. Uh, you look at the score against South Carolina State forty two to thirty five. But unfortunately, Florida A and M had to come back in those games to even make those games close. So the the score wasn't necessarily indicative of the game 
And so for me, that's the bad. Bethune-Cookman not playing well at all. And not only that, not having any wins so far in the season. Matter of fact, yeah, Bethune-Cookman doesn't have any win, but at this wins, but at this point in the season, we're talking about quite a few programs that don't have wins, which is very much a surprise. Oh, and excuse me, excuse me. I'd be and see this this is what happens when you when you do this sometime and you, you don't always get it right and people aren't always gonna agree with you, but I definitely am wrong for not mentioning Langston. Okay. Langston's undefeated only undefeated school. So let me go back to my good. Langston's the only undefeated school in HBCU football, as a matter of fact. And as a matter of fact, uh, Quentin Morgan, the head football coach, going to join us this weekend on Box to Row. You can listen on a radio station near you. But Langston is 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 up there. I mean, maybe maybe right after Jackson State, you know, I would say in the tier of Albany State uh, and and um, and what Albany State is doing, I, I would say Langston is right there. I mean, undefeated on the season in that Sooner Athletic Conference. Remember, going back a couple of years ago, Langston was also undefeated uh, in the regular season. And I don't, I don't know enough about the talent to evaluate or to give you an opinion as to how strong and what the remainder of the regular season looks like for Langston. I can tell you this. Going back to the 2019 season, Langston, I think, had two losses, didn't make the NAIA playoffs. So you want to, you know, it's not an automatic bid. So you want to win out if you're Langston. But again, to me, much like Bowie State, Langston is playing against itself in the respect of having to, um, you know, more more so, uh, what are you going to do in the playoffs? Okay, regular season is regular season. What are you going to do in the playoffs? So, excuse me, Langston. Uh, but getting back to the bad, you have a lot of teams right now that are that are winless on the season, right? So, I mean, I wouldn't expect many teams to be winless at this point, but it's more, I mean, it's like, you know, maybe five or six teams, which is a bit of a surprise. And then the ugly, Alabama A&M's loss to Jackson State, 61-15, to 15, a lot of talk uh, during during the course of the week. And Jackson State made a statement. That was a statement. And really, you look at Alabama A&M right now, you never say never. But Alabama A&M's got two losses in the uh, SWAC. We have, what, five games remaining. Uh, based, well, let's see, Jackson State has six, game, let's see, six games remaining. And they may all be conference games. I don't have the schedule in front of me. But my point is Jackson State has zero losses and Jackson State beat Alabama A&M head-to-head. So right now, Alabama a and ms already three games down to Jackson State, right? So it doesn't look like Alabama a and is going to defend its SWAT crown or its HBCU National Championship. You never know, uh, right? But it's not looking too good right now. But the beatdown, right, 61-15, to 15, Jackson State made a statement for Alabama A&M, that game, it's not that Alabama A&M has played bad this year, although the defense hasn't played well at all. Um, that was the ugly to me so far uh, during this HBCU football season. Again, we're halfway through the HBCU football season. 
your thoughts, you can hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on my Facebook, or excuse me, on my personal Twitter account, at dware one at dware one Give me your thoughts on what you think the good, the bad, the ugly are midway through the HBCU football season. Thank you for listening to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast where we give you opinion, we give you information. Uh, we've got you covered when it comes to HBCU football and I want you to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Talk with you tomorrow. On last week's From the Press Box to Press Row with Donald Ware. Bubba Wallace, why was last year the right time for you to call upon NASCAR to ban the Confederate I had enough time to sit back and look from afar at what you know other people were saying that wanted to be a part of our sport or that didn't want to be a part of our sport because of a Confederate flag. And then it was like, okay, I got time today. It's something that I took upon my shoulders to go out and make a deal about. Hats off to NASCAR for, for following suit, realizing it, it as well to get a better flag out of here to really show that, hey, that's not what we're about. From the press box to press row is one of the hottest sports talk shows in the country. Joey Dotto each week as he takes you on a journey through the world of HBCU sports and pro sports and interviews with top sports and entertainment figures. That's from the press box to press row each week on your favorite station.